0: So the real question is, how can I, as a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, a health expert, a personal development guru, but also as a woman who has struggled to see her worth, her value, and find her joy, who is now living a four-dimensional life in body fulfillment, relationships, and business, help you, a woman who is possibly struggling with these things also, thrive to your full potential? That is exactly what I am talking about today. I am your host, Dr. Amelia Rodrock. Welcome to Transforming Self Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in your day. I hope you are having an amazing day. All right, so today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression. So, as we are getting into fall and winter will soon be upon us, um, there are a lot of people who will have some sort of seasonal depression, you know, varying degrees of seasonal depression, some very, very depressed, some just very mild symptoms. And probably most people will have some mild symptoms. Um, on and off throughout fall and winter. And so I reached out to my Facebook community and I asked the women in my, in my private group, you know, what would you like me to talk about? What would you like to hear? What would benefit your life if I talked about it? And one of the things, one of the recommendations I received was talking about seasonal depression um, I imagine this affects the person who wanted me to talk about it, and so she you know she reached out to me and really wanted me to discuss seasonal depression and things you can do to help maybe prevent and treat seasonal depression depression, and just a little bit about you know what it is and what it looks like in somebody's life. And so you know most people know what depression is, um and there's different schools of thought on what causes depression or why people might be depressed. Um, some people, it's very situational. They have something depressing in their lives. Somebody passes away, they fail a test, uh, their husband, and they are fighting or whatever. Sometimes it's very, you know, it's something that is kind of a situational depression that causes you to be depressed maybe for a shorter amount of time. Um, and then you deal with it, you work through it, you help kind of reframe stuff and you don't feel depressed anymore. Some people, they have more long-term depression. So maybe they've been depressed for years. Um, You know, maybe it's not just seasonal. You know, the recommendations we're going to talk about are good for all depression. You know, we're just going to kind of specifically talk about seasonal depression today. And then, yeah, seasonal depression. So when the weather starts to change, when it's darker outside, we just had daylight savings last night and Honestly, I mean, I haven't really noticed much of a difference yet, but you know, with the, the fall daylight CDs were we're falling back. So I woke up this morning and my clock said seven, but it was actually, you know, I mean, it said seven because it automatically fell back, but you know, for me, it actually felt like eight. So I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, when I realized it was actually eight o'clock, my body time. Um, I was surprised that I slept in so much because I'm not a big sleeper inner, I'm usually up and about. And you know, I had slept in and it was light because now it's gonna be a little more light in the morning for a little while. And then as we get further into fall, you know, we get shorter days, so then it'll be dark again in the morning, dark at night. And so then we're left with a limited amount of hours during the day. Now seasonal depression. So, you know, people in Northern climates, people in Alaska, they have much more incidence of seasonal depression. I think a statistic I read was just right under 10%. Um, people in, you know, Northern climates, people in Alaska and, you know, stuff up North uh, have about, you know, that much depression, seasonal depression and people who live closer to the equator, that percentage starts to go down. So I think the closer to the equator, it was like, I don't know, one and a half percent or something like that of people who get what they classify as seasonal depression. Now, seasonal depression typically happens in the fall and the winter. It can happen in the summer. And that has different symptoms. They present very differently. So we're going to specifically talk about fall and winter today since we are in fall and we are transitioning to winter. Um, I, for one, absolutely love fall. I love the coolness in the air. I love the trees that are dying, um, the leaves. Leaves falling off. There's something regenerative. Regenerative. I don't know if I'm saying that word right, but there, there's something about the transformation that's happening um, with all the foliage outside that I absolutely love. I love the smell of fall, and I know the, the smell of fall is kind of rotting leaves and. Um, you know, the moisture that's sitting on those leaves and it's causing everything to turn back to earth. I love that smell. I love being outside during the fall. You know, I love having bonfires. I love, um, you know, s'more, you know, I love all the things associated with fall. It doesn't hurt that my birthday is in the fall as well. It's this month in November. Um, and I love Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I absolutely love Thanksgiving. My birthday is always right around Thanksgiving this year. It's the day after Thanksgiving. So it's always a time for me of celebration, not only you know Thanksgiving and being with Friends and family, and just giving thanks for what I have, um, but also to celebrate um, me turning a year older. And this year I'll be 41. So, taking a step into the 40s, which is pretty exciting to me. But all right, so, seasonal depression. Sometimes people don't love the fall or don't love the changing of the seasons. They don't love the shorter days and the coolness and not being able to get outside as much. And it poses problems in people's lives. And so there are things that you can do about it. But first, what are the signs and symptoms of seasonal depression? So very similar to non-seasonal depression, but you want to sleep more. You have more fatigue, but maybe with that fatigue, you also have some insomnia. So you're not sleeping very well. You will start to crave more starchy foods, carbs, sweets, things like that. So you might start to put on a little bit of weight because you're inside more, you are sleeping a little bit more, a little more lethargic, and you might maybe aren't exercising like you should because you're fatigued. And so all of those just kind of compound on top of each other. So you don't want to be around people. You kind of start, you know, shutting people out, shutting people off, kind of keeping your distance from people. Um that has nothing to do with, you know, the pandemic and not supposed to be around people. Uh, But you start to kind of just, you know, disassociate with people in your lives and just kind of hole in on yourselves. And you want to stay in bed and you want to stay inside. And, you know, I get it. Sometimes I want to stay in bed and stay inside too. But these are the signs and symptoms of seasonal depression. Now they can kind of get worse as the weather starts getting colder and colder. Um, You know, as the days get shorter and shorter, you might feel more fatigued. You might feel more like you want to stay inside and not get out. Trust me, I get it. When it's cold, I don't really want to get out a lot either. But when you're forcing yourself to have to do these things, and when you can really feel in your body that you just, you're just you just so fatigued that you just can't and you just want to stay in bed, and maybe you do stay in bed, then you might want to start looking at the fact that you might have some seasonal depression um, going on. And, you know, I live in Kansas, so, you know, we're kind of – you know, we still have light, you know, it'll, we'll still have light during the day. We're not, you know, as dark as the Northern States or Alaska, but we're also not Florida. Um, It's not going to be 75 degrees and sunny all winter. So people in Florida have a less, less instance of seasonal depression, because they can still get outside. They can still get their sun. You know, they can still do the things that they want to do. Their days might be a little shorter, but they still have more hours of sunlight in the day. And that is very important when we're talking about seasonal depression and, you know, what you can do for your body with seasonal depression. So why, why, why do we get seasonal depression? What is it about the shorter days and the less sunlight that give you seasonal depression? Well, we don't really know exactly why people get seasonal depression. We don't really know exactly why people get depression. It's kind of a, you know, they think certain things, they have certain theories, but they don't a hundred percent know why people are getting depression or getting seasonal depression. So one theory is the drop in serotonin levels. Um, So serotonin is made in the brain And there's a thought process behind the fact that fall and winter, less light, the brain is making less serotonin and serotonin um, helps regulate the mood. It helps you sleep good. You know, it helps all of these different things. So if you have less serotonin that your brain is producing, then your body is not going to be able to regulate your mood as easily. And so you can get stuck in that depressive cycle because your levels aren't being regulated very well. Also, um, melatonin levels change. So the change of the season can disrupt melatonin levels in your body as well. And melatonin also plays a big part in mood and sleep regulation and sleep patterns. Um, so shift workers actually have a harder time with seasonal depression more, more than just in the fall and winter because their circadian rhythm is off their melatonin and their serotonin are not being produced as effectively in their bodies because they are sleeping a lot of times during those hours of the day when they need to be outside getting sun. So if you work third shift, you might feel like you have seasonal depression or more depression um, throughout your life because of that pattern. And it's just not regulating the way it needs to. So serotonin and melatonin are very important with regulating both mood and um, sleep patterns. And when they get thrown off, so does your whole body. And that's when you start having more depression and more, um, more seasonal depression or seasonal affective disorder. I think it's what it's also called. Uh, so, you know, that's some of the reasons why. Again, they're not a hundred percent sure why, but there are many things you can do for this. So, I'm here more to talk about the natural things you can do in your life for seasonal depression, um, and not so much the medical things. I know you can you can go to your medical doctor; they can give you an antidepressant or a mood regulator or a, whatever it is they give for this. Um, But I'm more interested in natural ways to boost my body's serotonin, boost my body's melatonin, and to help you know regulate my mood without having to add something like chemical or something artificial to my body. Now, I know at certain times, somebody might need to do that. And I understand. Um, But I think there are a lot of things you can do before you get to the point where maybe you need to add um, a chemical to your body to help your body regulate itself. So I have a few things written down here. So we have different treatments and um, different things you can do to prevent it. So prevention is really key to me. Prevention is key in life, really. Uh, so if we take our health seriously at all, if we you know do what's good for our bodies, if we listen to our bodies, if we take care of ourselves, we're really preventing sickness from coming into our bodies. Now, just because you eat well, just because you exercise, just because you you know, do your yearly physical just because you get adjusted by a chiropractor, you know, just because you live a healthy lifestyle does not mean you will never get sick. Actually, sickness is good. You know, getting sick is good for our bodies. It challenges our systems and it makes them grow stronger. Just like lifting weights. It's good because it challenges your bones and your muscles. It puts stress on your bones and your muscles so they can grow stronger. You know, getting a virus. Uh, infection, getting a viral infection, does the same thing. You know, getting a cold does the same thing. It challenges your immune system. It has your immune system fight that off, and it makes you stronger because of it. I will say, typically. Now, I know sometimes people do not fare well with certain viruses, and you know that I understand that. And you know, but having a strong host, so your body, so having a strong body will really help you fight off whatever is presented to your body more effectively, more efficiently, and optimally. So what can we do to make our hosts stronger? Um, What can we do to um, prevent getting you know, getting seasonal affective disorder, it is really the same as to prevent getting, you know, a viral infection or to at least build our bodies. So if we do get a viral infection, we can fight it off. So a few of the things I have written down. So first we're going to talk about going outside. I know it's cold. It sucks. Ugh. I don't like being outside when it's below 30 either, but I have farm animals. So I go outside every day, usually twice a day to feed and water them. In the winter, I have to make sure their water is not frozen. So I have to break ice sometimes, you know, I have to, you know, make sure they're doing good make sure they don't get, they're not getting sick. Um, if they do, I have to treat them and help them get better. So I'm outside every single day with my farm animals. And I'm not saying go get a bunch of farm animals because that will force you to be outside, but just get outside some even on cloudy days, it's good to get outside, you are getting some sun rays, you're getting some of what will help, you know, produce vitamin D in your body, which is really important. A lot of us are low in vitamin D. So making sure your vitamin D levels are optimal will help out a lot too. So get outside every single day that you can. Get a little of whatever sun is outside. Even like I said, if it's cloudy, if it's dreary, if it's snowing, if it's sleeting, just try to get outside for a little while. It will help. It will make you feel better. Um, try to get as much su- uh, skin exposed to the sun as possible, which is a little bit harder in the winter because it's really cold. And so we're we're wearing hats and gloves and scarves and long sleeves and coats and pants and snow pants and boots and whatever, but try to have some skin exposed to the sun. Uh, So I do this in the summer. I am a huge believer that I need to get sun in the summer and not coat my body with um, sunblock. Uh, We're not going to get into sunblock. And I know it's kind of a controversial thing with people, but I don't like putting a bunch of sunblock and a bunch of like chemical sunblock on my body. I try to make sure I get at least 20 minutes of sun a day in the summer on as much skin as possible. And I live out in the country, so I can be butt ass naked outside and get sun on 100% of my body and nobody will even know. So if you have that ability, if you live somewhere where you can get naked and get outside, don't maybe do it in the winter. We don't want you to get frostbite, but in the summer, definitely do it. Don't put sunblock on. You are not going to burn in, you know, 10 to 20 minutes. If you are very fair skin, if you are a redhead um, you know with very fair skin or anybody with fair skin, really, I just associate redheads with fair skin because that seems to be how it usually is. uh, Maybe you start with a 10 minutes, you know, don't go out and fry in 15 or 20 minutes because some of you will. I, if you're watching this video, you can see I have a more olive complexion. I don't, I mean, I burn, but I am less likely to burn because I have, I don't have super fair skin. So 20 minutes is good for me. Um, in the winter, I will go outside and make sure my face is exposed to the sun, you know, make sure my hands are exposed to the sun. Um, you know, if I can, I'll have as much of my, you know, my shoulders exposed to the sun. I will not go outside naked in the winter. Um, I mean, I do have a sauna here. So I know there's some benefits to like doing a sauna and then going outside in the cold. I don't know. that it doesn't sound very fun to me. Um, maybe I'll do it. We'll see. I'll let you know. I'll do a podcast on it if I do like getting outside, you know, maybe doing a little exercise outside, you know, going for, you know, a jog, go for a walk. Um, Last year, we had gotten a puppy in December. And so we, Jeremy and I walked her every single morning we would put on our coveralls our boots you know put you know gear up and we would walk her along with the other dogs a mile to two miles every single morning she's our outside dog she's a livestock guardian dog who actually is inside right now so don't tell Jeremy she's inside she really likes to be inside she's so snuggly and I love her um but you know, so she's outside a lot. So that's why we wanted to have her outside walking her every day so she could be, get used to our property, get used to our perimeter so she knew where she needed to be. Um, so get outside in the snow, get outside in the sun, get outside in the cold, get outside just a little bit. It is very good for your body. All right. So the next thing you could do is you can use a 10,000 lux light bulb um, even before you start feeling the effects of seasonal depression. So I did not know what a 10,000 lux light bulb was. I still don't exactly know what that means, but it is a light bulb that you so you sit in front of it. It's like light therapy. Um, so you sit in front of it and it gives you that sun exposure. I They have them at Bed Bath & Beyond. All I did was Google 10,000 Lux L-U-X light bulb and it came up with a Bed Bath & Beyond ad for this light bulb. Uh, so this will really help because it kind of gives your body that natural sunlight that it needs um, so you can still get it without maybe going outside for as long as people need to be outside. So start doing that before you feel the effects of um, seasonal depression. And that can help. That can help prevent seasonal depression from happening. Also eating a well-balanced diet. I already said when we start to feel depressed that we start craving sweets and starchy foods and sugars and stuff like that. And what those do is those first and foremost, they lower our immune system. So eating a lot of sweets and starchy carbs will lower your immune system. And we don't need our immune systems any lower than they already are. Um, And I know, you know, we're coming up on quote unquote, cold and flu season, which in my opinion, it's not a season. People are just a little more susceptible to it right now because one, the change in weather, Um, our bodies aren't getting used to anything and we're inside more. So we're not outside. We're not getting fresh air. You know, we're cooped up more. So we're more likely to spread things when we're cooped up. So um Eating that well-balanced diet, you know, not indulging in lots of sweets and sugars. And I know the holidays are coming up and that those are full of sweets and sugars, but not indulging in a bunch of sweets and sugars will help us feel better. Uh, they'll help us um, help keep our immune systems functioning. So I know if I go out with my husband and we eat, uh, maybe we go eat pasta, which we don't eat pasta very often, but we eat something that's really heavy and maybe we have a couple glasses of wine. You know, I don't feel good. My digestion doesn't feel good. And having a healthy digestion and healthy gut flora will help your whole body function better. So just really watching your diet. Uh, And just because you cook at home a lot doesn't mean you have a good diet. And I know some people are like, oh, no, I, I cook at home all the time. So I'm like, well, write down, write down what you eat. And then I look at it, I'm like, oh, no, this is full of sugar. It's full of, you know it's full of dairy it's full of just full of things that you shouldn't have all the time in your diet so really eating a well balanced well rounded you know clean diet is important especially right now and if you want to know if you eat a clean diet i suggest you keep a food journal write everything down everything down and that's really hard like when i keep food journals i'm like Ooh, I don't want to write that down. I don't want to, nobody's going to see it, but I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to admit that I ate that or I drank that. So really look at your diet, like be honest with yourself. Be honest with your diet. Um, are you eating, you know, healthy, good protein, clean protein? Are you eating lots of veggies? Are you adding a little bit of fruit in, you know, are you eating whole grains? If you're eating grains, like what are you eating? Really, really look at it. Um, exercising 30 minutes a day, five days a week. Now I understand this is hard. I understand if you're tired, if you're fatigued, if you want to isolate yourself, it's hard to make yourself exercise, but do it, do it as much as possible. Do some of it outside because that will help go to the gym, surround yourself with some people who you want to work out with people who make you laugh during the workout and, I know right now some people are avoiding gyms and I mean, I, I don't, 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 I understand the thought process behind it. Um, but you know, go, you need to work out. If you have a home gym, do that, you know, get a couple of weeks, do a Tabata workout. You could do, I have, you know, patients who do like the beach body stuff. And I mean, it costs like what, 10, 20 bucks a month. I don't know what it costs. Uh, but I think you can get like an app on your, on your phone and you can find workouts on your phone, do something like that. Uh, You don't have to go to a gym if you don't want to. I enjoy the gym. I enjoy being surrounded by, you know, women who are strong and working out with me. I go to a small personal training gym in my, in the town I live in. Um, and that works well for me because they're small group classes and they're all women. And it's just a lot of fun. And they have like four or five, six, depending on the day, different classes throughout the day. And it's just, a, it's a lot of fun. So if you're looking for a local gym in Lawrence, I would suggest checking out condition house and that's Condition with a K um, it's Zach and Whitney Schneider. Jeremy and I actually did a podcast with them. So I'm honestly not sure what podcast episode that is. I should have looked that up, but we did a podcast with them. Um, but that's where I go because I want, want to be in the gym. I like somebody telling me what to do in the gym. I've I used to do, go to the gym by myself all the time and I programmed my own workouts. I did really good. And then I started going to a personal trainer. And now that I've been going to, for, to a personal trainer for probably 11 years and I've had a few different ones, I walk into the gym without one and I'm like, I don't know. Why am I even here? I don't know what to do. I don't I don't know what any of this stuff is. I'm not sure how to even work out. It's like I forgot everything. I forgot everything I used to do because I, for 11 years, had somebody tell me what to do. And actually, I like it. I really enjoy what I go into the gym, how I do it. Um, I've had one-on-one personal training before, which is fantastic, but I really like what I'm doing now because it's kind of a, it's a, you know, it's almost like one-on-one, but there's anywhere from, I've been the only one there before to, you know, eight to 10 other women. And it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun together. And it's a nice way to get to the gym and maybe not be in a big, crowded gym which a lot of people are trying to avoid right now so that's a really good way to get some exercise um, you know the tabata workout at home or doing beach body at home if you don't want to go to a gym maybe invest in a small set of weights so you have a little bit of weights you can do um, you know there's a lot of things that make going to the gym or make working out easy go outside go run uh, it's getting to be cold so bundle up some when you run um, you know, I like to run my bike, but again, it's getting to be cold. I'm not going to be riding my bike much. Walk. Go walk. Just move. Move 30 minutes a day, five days a week. Increase your heart rate a little bit, 30 minutes a day, five days a week. Trust me, it's hard at first. But once you make it a habit, it will be a lot easier and you will get a lot better at it. Stay involved Socially. So one of the things when we have seasonal depression is we want to hole up in our house, we don't want to get out, we kind of isolate ourselves, we want to be alone, which I get and I understand and I validate the fact that you want to be alone, and it's okay. But Stay involved in your social circles, you know, even if it's just having some people over to your house, having a few women over to your house to do some things together, to have a bonfire, have a glass of wine or, you know, to sit and talk, you know, stay involved, do things, you know, get out of your house, some. get out into the community, volunteer, you know, when you volunteer, it kind of takes your mind off of yourself and what's going on with you and how you're feeling and you can focus on helping somebody else. So volunteering is a really good way to stay involved in social circles and to help somebody else and to help yourself. So do that kind of stuff. Um, nutritional support. So there's all different nutritional support you can take. So the first one we'll talk about is omega-3 and 6 fatty acids. Um, so this supports the nervous system um, helps with cognitive, cognitive function and hormonal balance. So omega-3 and six fatty acids are really important to take. Now you can get them in food. I mean, salmon has lots of omega-3s. Um, A lot of food has, you know, fatty acids. You just want the the right balance of fatty acids. So we don't get as many omega-3s as we do 6s and 9s. 9s we don't need any more of. We have plenty of those in our diets. Um, So really getting that omega-3 fatty acids is important and having a good balance of the 3s and 6s is important. So get a good omega supplement. Um, I know in our offices we have krill oil. Uh, Krill oil is a really good omega supplement because krill is a very small fish type thing. I'm not 100% sure what a krill is. I think it's a fish, um, but it's very small. So if you're worried about you know heavy metals or mercury, because bigger fish tend to have a little more heavy metals or mercury in them, then going with the smaller fish like the krill is good. So getting a good omega-3, omega-6 supplement, something like krill oil would be a good benefit for you. Um, also B vitamins, B vitamins are good for the nervous system and for healthy hormones. So, you know, this is all about hormone imbalance and, you know, serotonin, melatonin imbalance. So if we can balance that, then we will help out a lot. Okay. I thought I wrote something. Oh, there we go. I see what I'm seeing. I, I, this is what I want to talk about next. Good. The pineal gland. So, Oh, probiotics also for healthy gut. So healthy digestion, healthy gut is really important. Um, So something else you can do is meditation. So meditation is something that I have been consciously adding into my life. And I only do... Three to five minutes of meditation a day. Sometimes it's it's in bed. Sometimes it's if I wake up in the middle of the night, tell me go back to sleep. Um, but doing a little bit of meditation every single day is very helpful. And here's why I had to write it down because it was it was interesting. I didn't know this actually. So meditation stimulates the pineal gland. So the pineal gland, I believe it's in the right in here, kind of in your or your forehead area. Um, one theory about uh, seasonal affective disorder is disturbance of this gland. The pineal, pineal gland is responsible for regulating serotonin and melatonin. So I already said, you know, serotonin and melatonin will go down possibly because of lack of sunlight. And so the pineal gland helps regulate serotonin and melatonin. So anything you can do to stimulate your pineal gland is important important. So meditation is one of the things you can do to stimulate your pineal gland. I thought that was very interesting. Um, And another little interesting tidbit about the pineal gland. Now, I haven't done a lot of research on this. I've read a couple of articles about it and I thought it was interesting. So I would suggest you go do your own research and just kind of think about this, maybe keep this in the back of your mind. So a lot of places and people right now are doing those touchless temperature things gauges, like the infrared temperature thing, they point at your forehead. Well, they point that infrared thing at your pineal gland. And I read an article that having that done repeat a repeated amounts of time. So I know some schools are doing it, maybe some primary schools or you know pre-K type schools, um, some offices are doing it, but having that pointed at your pineal gland over and over and over again could do something to your pineal gland. So It's just something to be aware of. I don't know how valid it is. It's something I should look up a little bit more. Um, But if you are somebody who's getting your temperature checked by the infrared um, touchless thermal gland or gun thing, then I would suggest just having them do it at your wrists. You know, it'll be the same temperature and you don't have any glands in your wrists that could possibly be harmed. So even if it doesn't hurt it, you know, having them do your wrists, you know, just in case, you know, why, why not? It's not, it's just, just to be on the safe side. So another little interesting thing about the pineal gland. So then my question is: let's say this infrared um temperature gun does actually do something to pineal gland. What is that going to do for people with um seasonal depression? If their pineal gland is already not functioning, you know, very well, it's not regulating serotonin and melatonin very well, you know, is having a repeated thermal gun pointed at it and infrared shot. At it? Is it going to do something else? I don't know. It's just something that's interesting and to be aware of. But meditation will help stimulate that pineal gland. So meditate three to five minutes a day. Um, you can just do three deep breaths, like breath in, breath out. You know, just do that three times. You know, start slow. Don't, you know, be like, all right, hour meditation here on out every single day. Not going to work, not going to happen. I mean, maybe it'll happen. Maybe you're much more disciplined than I am, but. Wasn't gonna happen for me. That's way too much meditation. Um, so you can get apps on your phone. Um, I have an app called Mindfulness. I know you can get an app. Oh, what's the big one? There's one that lots of people use. I don't remember it now. Lots of meditation apps. So you know, lots of meditations on YouTube. Maybe you have something specific you want to meditate on, like abundance or attracting love or whatever. Uh, you can go to YouTube and type in "10 minute abundance meditation." You can find 185 of them. So you know, whatever you need to do to stop and breathe, do it. It will help. Um, Also massage. So everybody, not everybody. I know everybody doesn't love massage, but, you know, massage is really good. So not only does it relax your muscles, but it also lowers your heart rate and your blood pressure. So just getting everything to calm down, Bringing that heart rate down, bringing that blood pressure down, just calming your system down so you can sleep better, so you can function better is very important. So go get a massage. Also a Dawn stimulator. So I wasn't sure what this was either, but a Dawn stimulator is almost like an alarm, but instead of using a tone, it it uses light. So, you know, whenever dawn, you know, whenever it starts to happen, you know, it'll increase that light to stimulate the sunrise. And that is supposed to help regulate your sleep patterns more, which will help regulate um, your hormones and regulate everything else. and make you feel less tired, less fatigued, stuff like that. So again, Amazon has dawn simulators, goodness gracious. So a dawn, D-A-W-N, like the dawn simulator, um, look into that and see if that's something you can add to your morning instead of an alarm that jostles you awake and causes your heart to race and makes you not feel good. Use something that adds light and is like, you know, like the sunrise instead of something that is going to startle you so, so much. So yeah, look into it. Like I said, I saw some on Amazon. They're out there. Um, also, getting adjusted. I don't know how many of you who listen to this get adjusted by a chiropractor, but adjustments really help regulate the nervous system. And I know some people don't know that about chiropractic; they think it's for the muscles and the joints and you know things like that, which it is. It's, it helps the joints, it helps the back pain, helps the neck pain, helps the headaches, all those things. But what it really does is regulate and normalize and optimize the nervous system. So if our nervous system is functioning optimally, the rest of our bodies can function optimally as well. And optimally is different for everybody. So optimally for me is maybe not optimally for you because our bodies are different. You know, our stress loads are different. What we've done in the past is different, but getting adjusted will help that nervous system function better in turn, help the rest of your body function better, which will in turn help you sleep better help regulate your hormones better, you know, help you just feel better. So wherever you live, whoever you are, I would suggest even if you don't have pain, even if you just want to do it on a like maintenance type schedule, go see a chiropractor, talk to them about how getting adjusted could help with their nervous system and maybe help with their with some of their depression disorders. Now, I'm not saying it cures it because that's not what it does. It just helps you function better. So look into that. All right. Um, Let's see. I think that is about all. Just, you know what, if you're having some depression, you really have to decide, you know, what you want to do about it. Do you want to try the natural route first? Do you want to try exercising and eating better and getting outside and having a good social circle and, you know, maybe the light therapy or some nutritional supplements? You know, or do you, do you feel like it's so bad that you need to go to a medical doctor and get a prescription? And that's okay. You know, like I said, some people need to do that. And I don't want anybody to put their, their life in jeopardy because they want to heal their depression naturally. While I am a huge supporter of natural medicine and healing your body naturally and allowing your body to heal and giving it the best environment possible, I also know that sometimes you need help. Sometimes you need to seek outside help whether it's from a therapist or a friend or me or a medical doctor or a chiropractor or me as a chiropractor or me as you know a coach you know whatever it is i understand and you really have to do what's best for you and for your family you can't think about anybody else you know what's best for you i would encourage you even if you are on some sort of antidepressant or, you know, whatever they, they put you on now for depression, uh, more seasonal depression, add some of these natural things to your body. You know, you will fare better in the long run. Even if you are taking a medication, if you do start, you know, exercising more, if you do start, you know, eating a little bit better, you know, just add things little don't, don't try to go balls to the wall and add everything, you know, all the things at once, because it's going to be overwhelming and you're not going to follow through. Add one thing. What's one thing you can do different in your life today to help you have a better outcome for next week or next year or you know next winter, or next fall? So what's one thing you can do? And then once you master that, what's another thing you can do? And then after that, what's another thing? And then what can you take out? So then what do what you already do in your life that maybe isn't contributing to the life that you want? Then you can take that out. Do you drink too much? Okay. I'm not saying stop drinking. I'm saying, let's start adding some good things to your body. And then let's look at your drinking. As long as you're not an alcoholic that we have some other things we need to talk about, but you know, maybe you just feel like you drink too much. Well, let's start doing this, 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 and then this, and then let's start reducing the amount that you're drinking. You know, maybe you don't exercise at all and you haven't for 15 years. Okay. We're not going to do 30 minutes, five days a week. Let's do five minutes, five days a week. Let's go out and walk a a mile, five days a week. Let's start adding little things and then let's, you know, start taking things out. So let's, you know, take out the, the junk food that you're eating. Let's take out the negative thoughts. That's a big one. That's a big one we need to work on. That's a big one we need to take out of our lives. And it's hard. It's really hard to take negative thoughts out of our mind And what I feel like you can do is start putting positive thoughts into your mind and then slowly start stop having those negative thoughts. Um, And it's not something that's just that easy. You don't just stop having negative thoughts. There's a lot of work that has to be done. There's a lot of reframing that has to be done. There's a lot of triggers that have to be worked through. There's a lot of mindset stuff that has to be done. Um, If you are wanting to change some of the things that you're thinking or some of the some of how you're showing up in life that has to do emotionally, I would suggest you know start reading some books. You know, I love Brene Brown; she's one of my favorite authors. And actually, if you look at my Audible, I have oh goodness, let's see, let's look at my Audible. Most of my Audible are personal development books, and I've re, you know, I've re, I've put some of them back, like because you can check them out and give them back. Um, but let me read you what my personal development books are now. Napoleon Hill, Outwitting the the Devil, um, Killing Sacred Cows by Garrett Gunderson, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life, Brian Tracy, Zero Limits, Joe Vitale, Zero Joe Vitale, um, The One Thing, Gary Keller, The 10X Rule, Grant Cardone, Braving the Wilderness, Brene Brown, Daring Greatly, Brene Brown, Girl Wash Your Face, Rachel Hollis, You Are a Badass um, and You Are a Badass at Making Money, Jim Sincero, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That's a pretty good one. Um, That's by Mark Manson, Atlas Shrugged, Dare to Lead, Renee Brown, Crushing It, Uh, H3 Leadership, This Naked Mind, You Can Heal Your Life. I mean, Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins, The Happiness Advantage, The 12-Week Year, TED Talks. I mean, just lean inside, you know, so many personal development books. And I love listening to Audible. I listen to it on my way to work, on, on my way home to work. So start there. Start putting good things in your mind by picking a good podcast. And if you're listening to my podcast, you're you're on your way. Yay. Um, but, you know, also listen to some books, listen to some Audible books. And Brene Brown, is she's just one of my favorites. And I would maybe start with her. Um, I think there's one about vulnerability, the art of vulnerability or the something with vulnerability, it's a really good book. So that's what I would suggest. All right, seasonal depression. If you have any questions about seasonal depression, if you need some help and guidance on things you can do naturally, please reach out to me. Join my private Facebook group. Um, It will really help transforming self with Dr. Amelia Rodrock, helping women thrive. That is my private Facebook group. We talk all about this stuff. I, I post my YouTube videos in there. Follow me on YouTube, Amelia Rodrock. I post, you know, all my podcasts go onto YouTube, but I also do other little short, you know, five to seven minute YouTube videos every single day about something different. So Follow me, engage. Uh, Maybe you can't, you just can't make yourself go out and engage socially with any friends. Then engage on social media, engage positively on social media. My page is all about positivity. We will not talk about anything negative unless it's somebody who needs help reframing something negative in their life. So please, if you have depression, if you have seasonal depression, reach out, get help. You're not alone. We are all here for you. All right, everybody. Well, until next time, be courageous. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show. There are many ways to connect with me, and I want to connect with each and every one of you. Facebook seems to be the easiest right now. I have a Facebook page for my podcast, the Transforming Self podcast page or you can connect with me personally, Amelia Rodrock on Facebook. I also have an Instagram and a YouTube page. So please reach out. I am here for each and every one of you. I want to help every one of you thrive to your full potential.